Welcome to the Covert Narcissism Podcast. I'm your host, Renee Swanson. You find yourself married to a covert narcissist and researching like crazy. You are stunned at the treatment you have allowed and the behavior that you have accepted. It's not okay. And it's absolutely time to put up some boundaries to protect you so that you can heal and find you again. But what about your kids? You have kids with this person. This can be a horrifying and alarming realization. Of course, you knew that you had kids with them, but now you realize that you had kids with a covert narcissist. Now what? Everything about a covert narcissist is self-focused. How this relates to me, how this affects me, how this will benefit me, how this will hurt me. Things like, how will this promotion make me look? Or how will your new job interfere with my life? How will the kids' new sports clutter my schedule? How will the kids' college choice make me look? It's all about me. I'm Renee Swanson, your host of the Covert Narcissism Podcast. And I'm going to be doing a little series of episodes focused on the kids in these households. These kids that are hurting, uh, living in this environment with a covert narcissist. And as I work through this, I invite you to send in specific questions, things you're facing, things you want answered. I'm going to do some Q&A along the way, so feel free to send me a Facebook message or shoot me an email. That email address is Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. So when my son got accepted into a prestigious university and with a good scholarship, it certainly made me feel good that I had raised such a successful young man. Of course, it did boost my self-esteem a bit. And when my other son chose to join an after-school club at school, I was happy that he was doing it, but there was a piece of me that did not like the effect this was going to have on my schedule. It is normal to have some of these thoughts. It's normal to consider how the actions of others that are in your life is going to affect you. It's quite normal to feel a bit better about yourself when your child succeeds. It certainly feels good. And it is okay to take pride in them. And it's quite normal to be a bit frustrated when their new activities interfere with your schedule. That can definitely be annoying at times. You know, I've said it before and I'll say it again. We all have some narcissistic traits in us. We all are going to see things and how they relate to us. That's normal behavior. That's being human. But when it goes too far, it becomes what the world is calling narcissism. When it becomes the only focus we have, the only way we perceive something as good or bad is how it relates to us. It's the only way we see the world. Then this is a problem. When I feel pride in my son for his academic successes, That's okay, but it isn't the only way I see him or see this new phase of his life. I also focus on him, how proud he must be of the work that he did, letting him have the spotlight, letting him get the attention, not me. It was him that did all this work, not me. He did this on his merits, not mine. And when I feel frustration about their new schedule with their activities and I'm playing chauffeur for all of this, it's okay. 
But I quickly follow this with the ability to start making a plan so that he can enjoy his new activity, working on a solution that will work for both of us. And this is important here, not making him feel bad for the new activity. Not making him feel bad every time or even any time that I have to help transport him to this activity. I recognize this is a sacrifice, but I don't need to point this out to him. I don't need his sympathy, validation, emotional energy to feed my ego. Instead, I'm happy that he's enjoying this activity, and I know that these days of shuttling him around are only a temporary phase of my life. So I find ways instead to enjoy the time in the car with him along the way. While we all do have some narcissistic traits, it is okay so long as we can keep them in check with compassion, with the ability to be other-focused as well. Self-focused parenting creates problems for children. Narcissistic parenting is an over-involvement with their own wants and needs. They just can't see past themselves, and this includes with their own children. So they don't see their children as important in and of themselves. They don't even see them as a separate person from themselves. Their children are simply an extension of them. The child is happy? Well, the covert narcissist says, of course they are. They have me as their parent because they only see it from their own eyes. Instead of enjoying witnessing the happiness of their child, they make it all about themselves. Okay, if that child is angry, the covert narcissist says, how dare you treat me this way? How could you be so ungrateful of all that I've done? Instead of trying to figure out why the child is unhappy and maybe help them through their own emotions. No, they are focused on how uncomfortable their child's anger makes them feel. The effects of covert narcissistic parenting on the kids are extreme. I'm going to list a few here, and then we're going to talk about what to do about it. So enmeshment is one of the problems that happens. The child becomes totally absorbed in the covert narcissistic parent. Their thoughts are constantly consumed by this parent. And again, the parent only sees them as an extension of themselves. So there's an enmeshment that happens there. There's a lack of boundaries. There is no space between the child and that parent. Everything the child does gets weighed by the reaction of that parent. You've been living it. Your kids are too. Role reversal. The child starts monitoring the mood of the covert narcissistic parent. Of course they do. You did as well. It's the only way you can keep peace there. You start giving them all of emotional validation and support simply to keep peace, and your kids do this too. Your existence is simply to fulfill that covert narcissist needs. There is a lack of acknowledgement or validation for this child. Their own wants and needs get pushed aside. And all of this impedes their individualization. The child has no personal identity outside of the relationship with this covert narcissistic parent. How do all these things impact these kids? It causes low self-worth, guilt, shame, depression, anxiety, and can definitely lead to destructive behaviors. Any of this sound familiar? Like I said, it's the same things you are going through, but now put that in a child's body. Now, there's a lot of material out there for adult children of narcissistic parents. And I think that's great. It's very needed. But sadly, we have way too much of this going on in our world. 
But what about the younger kids? Those that are still in it, can we prevent, stop, or even reverse the damage that's being done right now? How do we help these young children? First and foremost, be their safe parent. Kids need safety. In fact, we all need safety. Give them emotional safety with you. You cannot control this other parent, but you can control you. Protect their calm with your calm. Kids can't learn their own emotional regulatory skills if they don't have a parent who has their own emotional regulatory skills. They can't learn to calm themselves if you're not calm. They can't learn to calm themselves when you are all upset and emotionally jacked up. Learn your own regulatory skills. Work on your own calm. And maintain that calm as a parent so that you can be there for that child, providing them with their safe space. You know, in neighborhoods, we have speed zones, you know, speed limits that are low. You got a 25 mile an hour speed limit in neighborhoods. Why? Because this is an environment where the kids are learning to start paying attention to cars. If speed limits in the neighborhoods were 50 and 60 miles per hour, we'd have a lot of hurt and dead children. So it's not like that so that they have a space where they can start learning to not run out in the street and they can learn, you know, not to to chase that ball and to stay out of the road. Okay, you need to be that speed zone for your kids. Bring your speed down so that they can have that safe space to learn how to handle their own emotions and learn how to grow and grow in a safe environment. You need that low speed zone inside of you so that you can provide the safety to your child. Even if their emotions come out ugly, even if that child darts out across the street after that ball, they are still safe because of the speed zone. So even if their emotions come out ugly and explosive, and they will at times, these emotions are bigger than they are, and they don't have any experience yet in handling them. So it's going to come out ugly sometimes, but let them gain that experience in the safety of you, your home, your presence, your comfort, your calm. One really good way to do this is to practice living life in a relaxed body. Have you ever thought about how relaxed your body is during a normal day? In the midst of your normal routine? I'm not talking about on vacation at the beach. I'm talking about in the middle of your normal busy life. How hard? Even to do this in a relaxed body in a marriage with a covert narcissist, you're adding a whole nother layer of stress here. It's nearly impossible, but not entirely impossible. This can be learned and it's, it's a, it's a very valuable skill to have. So get into some therapy group sessions or your own individual path. I'm going to give you one exercise here. Dr. Eric Gentry calls it the wet noodle exercise. You start at one end of your body, the head or the foot and you visualize this scanner passing through your body. As it moves down your body, it releases all the tension and relaxes all the muscles. And after it passes through the entire body, I like to just shake my body like a wet noodle. Shake that tension right off of you. This exercise takes like 10 seconds. Take the time to do it. Do it 50 times throughout your day. Do it 100. I don't care. It's so quick and easy. But you have to start paying attention to the tension you're holding in your body before you can ever help your kids to work through their own tension. And this is one exercise you also can teach your young child. Also, you can have kind of a lot of fun with it. What a great tool to open their awareness of their own body 
and the tension that gets so easily held inside of them. And at this age, it can be held there for years and decades. Let's get into some other ways to help your kids. Allow their observations and feelings to unfold naturally. Don't push too hard. You can't force this. If they don't see the abusiveness of their other parent, boy, this can be infuriating. You want to scream it from the rooftops. Don't. You cannot force them to see it. Do not pry them, you know, pry or grill them with questions. Just keep giving them that safe space with you. Help give them to give voice to their feelings. Help them to start identifying their feelings. You know, you can do things like uh, an emotions pillow. There's one I had bought on Amazon and I just love it. It's got all the different emotions on it. What a great tool to start opening the door for your kids to learn that language. How about some emojis and emojis on their wall or some artwork? They've got these reversible stuffed animals where they're happy on one side, you flip them inside out and they're angry. Again, just open the door for your kids to start having that awareness and that communication with you. Don't correct their feelings. Don't tell them that they're wrong or that they're mistaken. Don't argue with their feelings. You already know how that feels when the covert narcissist does that to you. Do not do this with your children. When they do start to voice their feelings about the other parent, and they will, don't start cheering, okay? I know it's easy to think, finally, you see it too, yes, and maybe you end up unloading on them some of the stored up thoughts that you've been so desperately wanting to tell them. Remember, they are your child. Do not lean on them for your emotional validation and support. This is tough as they get older. Of all the people on the face of this earth, they are the ones who lived it too. They were there. They were there behind those closed doors. They saw it. They experienced it. They are the closest you get to someone who truly understands your exact situation. And as such, it can be very tempting to overshare with them, to unload your locked up feelings on them. And you must resist this. These are your children, not your support group. And this other person is their parent. While you can choose to walk away or not, they really can't, at least not easily. Choosing to walk away from a parent is an incredibly tough decision, and I would never wish it on anyone, including my own children. So if they do start to open up about their frustration with this parent, simply give them that space. Let them voice their thoughts and feelings. It's okay. One way to make this space for yourself so that you are not bad-mouthing this other parent but still able to talk to them is talk to them in general terms about all adults. For example, if they're upset with this parent and, and they're angry and they're frustration, you can validate their feelings and you can say, hey, it certainly is tough being talked to you know, that way. It's certainly tough to deal with how it feels when someone talks to you this way. Adults are sometimes not great at regulating their emotions. This is not okay. It's certainly hard to be on the receiving end of it. Okay, talk to them about, you know, in words like that, instead of saying, you know, your mom or your dad can't regulate their own emotions, say adults are sometimes not great at regulating their emotions. You're able to give them, you know, that validation without pinpointing the behavior of the covert narcissistic parent, behavior that they are already upset about. Let them be. You don't need to point it out. Hear your kids. See your kids. Validate your kids. Don't criticize the other parent in front of them. Don't badmouth that parent, even if they deserve it. I don't care. These are your children. This is their parent. 
and it will only add to the confusion and frustration that they are already experiencing. Stooping to the narcissist level of bad-mouthing and triangulating only dilutes the behavior of the narcissist because now you're both doing it. Don't do that to your children. Without talking bad about the other parent, give credit to their feelings. I can see how that would make you feel that way. I don't blame you for feeling that way, and I'm really sorry to hear that. Is there anything that will help you to feel better? Is there anything that I can do? Help them to find healthy ways to express their frustrations and their anger and not stuff it inside. Okay, give them an activity. Help them, to, you know, get them a punching bag. Take them for a jog. Something that allows that energy to, to get out of them. Help your child to gain a sense of control over their own life. Let them have some say in, in the activities that they're doing of, of how to express this frustration. They are the main character of their world, but that is hard to maintain when you're living in the self-focused household, the self-focused world of a narcissist. Give them areas where they can make decisions about their own life, such as the arrangement of their room, the color of the paint, the side dish of a meal, the name of a family dog the activity of a Saturday afternoon. Give them some control back in their life. Help them to focus their thoughts back on themselves. Things like, you know, what should a seven-year-old be thinking about at your age? What do you think? What should they be doing? Something that puts the focus back on them. I will be exploring different ways that you can help your children on this journey. Please don't underestimate the power of your own healing. Put your own mask on before you help them. You are the best anchor in life for them. If you go down, they go down with you. So be that anchor that they so desperately need, whether they realize it yet or not. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing. You have been listening to the Covert Narcissism Podcast with your host, Renee Swanson. Be sure to check out our website at www.covertnarcissism.com. There you will find many resources just for you to help you on this journey. You can also reach out to me by email at Renee, R-E-N-E-E, at cnglifecoaching.com. Those letters are C-N-G as in Covert Narcissism Group. I do look forward to hearing from you. I wish you so much peace on your journey of healing.